It's out of Africa, calling home this morning. Not quite the middle of Africa, but not coastal either. A 24-hour drive it would be to the Indian Ocean from Lusaka, the capital of Zambia. More than three million people live in Lusaka, and one of them is Susan McGregor from Dunedin. They call her Sister Sue. She's a member of an order of nuns called the Presentation Sisters, who work traditionally among the poor and needy. Sue helps drug addicts in a country with a big drug problem and its share of poverty. At the same time, though, there is great vitality and modernisation, the stupendous Victoria Falls, the biggest in the world, and splendid wildlife and game parks. Sue, good morning. Great to get you on with us. Thank you. It's your rainy season underway there now, is it? Not here in not here in Lusaka, no, it hasn't started. But in the far west, yes, it has. And the rainy season in the far west comes with huge lots of thunder and some very lethal lightning. There's already been people killed and animals oh. killed with the lightning that they have over in the west area. So it's, it's really scary. So are you in for a mm. dose of that at some point? It's not quite as bad. There there can be some horrible things happen, but it's not quite as bad as what it is further away in the in the west of the country. I was surprised as I was surprised to read it can get quite chilly in Zambia in the dry season, as low as five degrees even. Yeah, well it doesn't often get that low, but I think on an odd occasion, yes it could. But um, I actually would love to have a couple of uh, sessions of five degrees because at the moment it's during the daytime, it's something like 35 degrees. And it's going to be like that for the next number of days, which is, ah, I don't do, (laughs) I don't like it when it's that hot. But again, in other parts of the country, it's in the 40s at the moment. So I'm glad it's... You know, I'm glad for small mercies, shall we say. Yeah, well, I was thinking with five degrees, you'd think you were back in Green Island and Dunedin in the middle of winter. But... <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so, um, yes, I would. <laughs> so you're in a suburb of Lusaka and you're a presentation sister. The women you live with now, are they all local? Mm-hmm. Not all of them, no, no. We There, there are some who are local. Um, and we've got a, a group of presentation Indian sisters from different parts of India as well, and uh, Zambia and Zimbabwe. And there's only a few of the Irish sisters left, and um, and me. And you. <laughs> um, and, yes. <laughs> and uh, and you arrived you arrived there in 2004, thinking it would only be for a year or so. That's right, yes. <laughs> and for a very, very different reason, um, I was I was asked, would I come for one year and work with the Christian brothers? Now, they're the same Christian brothers that are actually in New Zealand as well. Right. You were pretty well packing to come home to New Zealand when you were approached to help, have I got this right, with the substance abuse problems there? Um, yes, working with this group of people uh, as the only as the only non non Zambian. So you work mainly with men, Sue. Tell us about their problems and and what drugs they take and so on. 
it could be people on the street, it could be clergy people, or it could be um, government people, um, anybody where perhaps the women of the family have said, I have had enough, that's it, I'm not taking any more of this, and I've, or somebody will say, I've heard of a place where we can take him to, um, but he needs to get off that stuff, sure. whatever this stuff might be. The younger group, of course, it's, it's more other kinds of drugs. The older people, it's drink. In New Zealand, I'd been in Rimataka doing sort of similar work in general um, for about 17 years. And you're an art teacher and play the guitar. You're talented. Well, yes, I enjoy those things, and it's they're my hobbies. And um, uh, cartooning has always been something I've loved doing for many, many years. What sort of cartoons, Sue, can I ask? <laughs> um one of the sisters a few weeks ago sort of very surprisingly has won a tractor um which is going to be very handy because she's does a bit of farm work where she is <laughs> and um so I drew a picture of her on the tractor with a whole gang of the rest of us stuck on behind and going somewhere and it <laughs> seemed like it was really good um, we sh we should get one of your cartoons and put it on the website. You obviously, you obviously sound like you do it. <laughs> Life in Lusaka, away from the five star tourist hotels, can be pretty basic. Ah, so. uh, yes. Some places are absolutely magnificent, and other places are just barely walls with curtains. Right. You know, not even right. doors. Sometimes, yes. But amazing people, really, really wonderful people. Yeah, I imagine the people have kept you there. Which which craft is alive and well in Zambia? How does that impinge on your work, can I ask? Mm. Uh, yes, it does. Um, I sometimes have needed to get advice when I hear some strange things. I don't want to go into too much detail on that, but... There are things I don't understand, so I go and ask, and some people will very knowingly tell me things um, where strange incidents or things have happened either to the person or to their family, and I never quite know what to believe, how much, and all the rest of it. I just acknowledge that there are forces that I know nothing about, and I just have to accept them. Okay, that's really interesting. So you accommodate, basically. You think, okay, I'm in Zambia, I'll accommodate what the Zambians believe and yes. work around that. Yes. It's a very tribal country. It's, it's fairly peaceable, yes. though, isn't it? The travel advisories yes. suggest that Zambia is pretty safe. Yes, yes. There are approximately 72 tribes, each one with their languages, and they're all so different and so amazing. China has a big presence in Zambia now, doesn't it, Sue? Yes. Yes, it does. It does. They, there's a lot to do with mining. There's some bit of intermarriage with the local people. But it's also Zambia has the second highest export of emeralds and um, emeralds and amethysts and garnets and all sorts of wonderful 
um, minerals if if that's what somebody is into or likes. Are the Chinese wholly welcomed or is there controversy over their presence? I think that differs from wherever you might happen to be, uh, I think, because the Zambian people are very accepting of all kinds of people. Um, they're, they're very gracious and welcoming in all sorts of ways. So yeah, yeah. sometimes what really is thought you wouldn't know. What is living there like? Because people must ask you from New Zealand, you know, uh, shopping, transport, medical services, the degree of comfort in your life. What's that like? You know, some of the, the shops and all the rest of it are equal to many in different parts of New Zealand as regard. And now medical, no, medical is different. Sometimes people have to go and buy their own Panadol because they haven't got any at the hospital. Transport, um, you know, there's a lot of cars on the road these days that didn't used to be there. And there's now bridges going across roads and under roads and things like that, which is all new. Catching small minibuses is all like, that's that can be fun <laughs> if you don't mind what goes on there. Um, with people all squashed in among chickens and among <laughs> big bags of mealy meal and things like that. When it comes to buying items, for some of us it's safer if we go to a recognised shop, um, just like shops you'd find in New Zealand, because you know there's a fixed price. Because if you go to the markets on the side of the street or whatever, people are desperate for money. Um, as everybody is, and sometimes the when you've got blue eyes, white skin, the prices can be can go up, um, which is can be a bit difficult if you yourself know that you haven't got money either, or not that kind of money to be, no. you know, paying huge amounts. No, you're not your average tourist. The markets must be something special. No. I was reading about row on row of Salaula, Salaula. Yes, Salula, yes, yes. What's that? Salula is, is second-hand things. Sometimes certain countries pack up all their second-hand clothing and bundle it all off to certain countries in Africa, and somebody they have donated it for nothing. And when it gets to places like here, uh, people go and buy a bag of Salula, not knowing what it is that they will find inside, oh. and then they sell it to people and it's secondhand usually clothing so sometimes you see women in the most magnificent outfits that have obviously come from some faraway country speaking of the um, shopping manda hill mall I oh yes I yes right up there visually <laughs> i was noticing with any of the big malls in new zealand mm -hmm. yes yes it is so I've got things like wheat bicks and cornflakes and, ah. uh, you know, ah. those sorts of things. No marmite or Vegemite. I've not seen <laughs> I've not seen marmite and Vegemite because if I did, <laughs> I would I would be looking for it. <laughs> but no, I haven't haven't seen it. <laughs> Are you able to get home very often? Um, I was I was at home um, over this past Christmas where I was able to have three months. But before that, because of COVID, it was something like four years or a bit more than four years. 
What's it like when you touch down at Auckland Airport? Are there times when you wish you could stay here? Um, well, not so, <laughs> not so much Auckland. I mean, I've got friends in Auckland. I better be careful. But um, it, it's from there to race to catch the one that goes to Christchurch. There's a feeling about being home mm. um, that I love. Uh, but then the time comes and, and um, off I go again. Could you stay here if you wanted to? I mean, the order you're in would let you yes, re- relocate. Yeah. Yes. Because I think there have been times when you have contemplated it, but you're obviously so immersed now in the cultural life of the country and the people you work with, yeah? Mm-hmm. If I came back, I would be retired, and that would stop me from quite a number of things. But here, here it's... If I think about, or maybe I should consider, you know, is it time to go or something like that? Somebody out of the blue comes to me, would you please run this or could you come to such a place or can you do such a thing? And then I know, uh uh-uh, it's not time yet. Yeah. That's how I see it. Mm. And you love the people and you must see the best of humanity at work, I imagine, too. Yes, yes, I do. I do. I see the the best and I see the other side as well. So, um, yes, yes, they're they're lovely people, Uh, gentle in lots of ways. But, I mean, there's the scallywags among them, just like everywhere else, you know, humanity's all the same. And, um, And I have some very good friends among them, among people that I know. Um. And my own, you know, my sisters here, the the sisters are, they're mainly the tribe of Lozi and the Tonga people, which is actually written the same way as the Pacific Island Tonga, but um, pronounced differently. Um, So the (laughs) men that you work with, mainly men, you see... Yeah. You see results. I mean, this is a, a hard, entrenched problem all over the world, the drug problem. But, you know, you can yes. also you also yeah. see success? Oh, yes. Some people have, have been absolutely fabulous with their recovery and things like that in, in, in that way. Um, so it sort of works both ways. And then, of course, the seeing... I mean, there's other people as well uh, that I, I see for all kinds of, of reasons, including um, some women who have got drink problems. It's, it's an increasing thing to have women drinking. I mean, heavy drinking. Mm. Um, and it's wonderful when they sort of pull themselves out of whatever situation it is that took them in, down that road and they come back to who they're meant to be. That's great. When we were talking earlier about shopping, I got the mm-hmm. I got the impression that you know you necessarily are of modest means, if you like. You wouldn't have too much money to to splash around in in the um, fancy shopping centres. Uh, right. <laughs> yes. Well, when you live in in um, community, so to speak, um, then you know with. Buying buying things for um, for the table, shall we say, or cleaning products and things like that. You you get just what you need, and that's it. 
Um, in our particular group, we get an allowance once a month, and that's for the personal things. And um, that could be like a haircut. It could be um, a toothbrush, new pair of shoes or something. Some of the things you'd need to save up for. You're not living the high life, but in, in one way you are. Uh, if you if you know what I mean, you've got a higher calling. What do you miss most about New Zealand? Oh, the sea, the deep bush. It's, it's deep, thick bush, which I love. The Victoria Falls, what are they called locally? Locally, it's Mosi Otunia, which means the smoke that thunders, Ooh. and it's a very good explanation of it. They're amazing and huge. I'm amazed by the Devil's Pool. Have you heard of this right on the lip of the falls with the water plunging down 90 metres and you can jump jump into that, into that pool, the current carries you right to the edge and yet no one's ever fallen over the edge? Uh, yes, yes, that's that's true, yes, in that way, yes. You haven't done that, though? Um, uh, no, not quite, no. <laughs> <laughs> Nor have I done bungee jumping down there either, uh, which they which they offer as a for tourists. Sue McGregor is calling home from um, Zambia. Do they call you Sister Sue? What, what do you get called? Most people, yes, most people here, it's it's uh, Sister Sue, yes. And sometimes you might get called a Mai, which is another version of something similar. Um, but yes, because of the whole business of titles and the fact that I've got very white hair, <laughs> that... He ranks me as needing to be called by a title by some, by by some, ah, so not by everybody. So your white hair gives you status, extra status. Well, I suppose sort of until people get to know me, and then they realise it's all just a bit of a, a cover up. <laughs> it always <laughs> yes. <laughs> status is very often just a cover up. Uh, yes. Yes. I, okay, so I, d I don't imagine you have a lot of money to spend on safaris, but have you had a chance to get out into the countryside and see big game? Yes. At one stage, I saw a notice which says, beware of the lions. And I thought, oh, I must get a photo of that. And I was just about to get out of the car when I realised it's a very stupid thing to do. So I immediately got back in <laughs> and didn't. <laughs> There's a place in the west called Mongu, and um, oh, yes, I was going to ask where you. One, yes, that where that's where the Zambezi, there is a river cruise, and this particular our little community that's there, who who um, started a lodge in order to raise money to look after the children of the Lena Cheshire home. The Sally Lodge is the is the name of the place that this sister, Kathy Crawford that she um, developed because the children in the Cheshire home are physically handicapped very badly, some of them. Lovely, delightful children, but they need doctors, they need operations and all that sort of thing. So the this particular, the work of the lodge or the having tourists that come there means that the money um, goes to the children to maybe make sure that the doctors fly in uh, on small planes and they do amazing work with the children, often for next to nothing as regards charging, 
but it covers medicines, it covers crutches and wheelchairs and all that sort of thing for these children. And yes. people like me can go and stay at this lodge. And oh, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. The Saley Lodge. Yes, of course. So do you, yes, see the, do, yeah. you, do you see the tourists at all, Sue? I was wondering if you ever met Kiwis coming through. Um, no, one time I saw someone with an all-black T-shirt and I went up to him and said, excuse me, are you from New Zealand? And he said, oh, no, no, a friend of mine gave me this. <laughs> so that was the end of that. <laughs> but I, <laughs> I, I, had a, I had a friend... Lisa, who was connected with the American Embassy, and um, it was somebody else who met her and said, there's somebody I know that's got the same accent as you've got, and that's how I got to meet her. Ah. And then um, as well as that, there's a, there's a woman who um, is doing a wonderful job. She's running a, a, um, a bakery on behalf of a sister of another order, another group, and um, they're doing really amazing things for for children. And it, and it turned out that um, while she wasn't born in New Zealand, she'd lived a lot of life. So it's lovely if I pop into her where she is and I can say kia ora and she knows what I'm t- – we both know what we're talking about. It's lovely. Just before we go, we've you've told us about the great work you do and the great sights you can see in and around Lusaka. Um, what don't you like? One of the things, it's a stupid small thing, but it um, gets me. The the dish of choice for a celebration in this country is chicken. And it just so happens that I'm unable to have that. So I, you know, I it gets embarrassing if you ever go anywhere and somebody's offering some form of chicken, and yeah. I actually can't take it. So that's that's that. Um, other than that, now and again, I think I'd love to have the money to splash out or doing mad things, but um, I'd also love to have money to look after some some pre some people, some friends, and I can't do that either. It's just not there. Um, I find it hard living behind. It, you know, places where there's broken glass along the top of the walls. Yeah. That's awful. But it has to be that way because um, there's a certain section of society that are desperate for money or that there's other things going on, and many people have that. Um, but other than that, I can't think of anything else at well, the moment. <laughs> you're fantastic. All good. <laughs> 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 No. You're, you're blessed with gratitude in spades. People talk about being grateful oh. for everything. You're, you're good at that. Thank you for your great commitment and your big heart. Thank you for all the love you've given over there. Um, I understand that one of the ways to say goodbye is bueno. Bueno? Bueno. Bueno, bueno means I'm fine. What is it? Tizona na. See you later. That's a good one. Yes. But you've obviously been been learning bimba, <laughs> so I can hear the, I can hear the bimba. I chose the wrong dialect, didn't I? That's the thing. <laughs> oh no, no, no! It's it's a major one. 
Um, Bemba's a major one. So, and I have friends in in New Zealand who are Bemba. So, ah, do you? Yes, it's fine. Yes, yes. Um, but in Christchurch, not not in Auckland. There's probably others there. Mm. All the best. <laughs> Sue, all the best with your your life and your work from here on in. And, um, yeah, we're very pleased to have talked to you. Right. So um, in uh, in Chinyanja, which is the language spoken mostly in the Lusaka area, it's Zikomo Kwambiri, Maningi, very much. Thank you. Thank you so very much for having me on the program. Have a good day while I throw myself at the bed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And thanks for staying up. It's lovely. Okay. <laughs> Welcome. Okay. Welcome.